Welcome to Promised Land at Home Podcast, where we bring people into an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and each other. Wherever life has you, we pray that today's sermon both challenges and encourages you. We're so glad you're listening today and hope you enjoy the message. Today I want to talk to you about a topic that is one of the most controversial, difficult topics to talk about, uh, and that's your body. Your body. Do you realize that your body actually is a very important thing that God created? Or, or we would have just been spirits, right? We would have just been a spirit and a soul and not had a body. But obviously God wanted us to have one, so he created us with a body. And um, before I really dive into this, uh, I want to invite you in on something that I'm doing in my life. Um, and a lot of our leaders are doing it and people that serve here at Promised Land. And that is fasting before we get to the first Wednesday of the month. So tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday, those three days, I want to invite you in on fasting with us. You can fast one of those days, two of those days, all three of those days. It really doesn't matter the type of fast that you do. I'm just asking, come on, let's fast as a church and um, see what God does. Listen to the voice of God and hear how he speaks to us. That really helps when we're fasting. You know, we can hear the voice of God so much clearer. And so join me first Wednesday this coming week. We'll be right here, 7 o'clock. We'll have worship. We'll have communion together. We'll have a word from God um, taught. Very short. Mainly we're doing worship on these first Wednesdays in 2023. Um, But this is a great time together as a family. And this is when different people from different church services come together at one service. So it's kind of a intermingling of people you may not even know came to promised land because you only come to one service so i want to welcome everybody that's online this morning we're so thankful to have you with us today and we'd love for you to join us on wednesday seven o'clock uh it's a privilege and an honor and i i hear stories more and more about people that are watching us from other cities and other states and uh that's humbling and it's exciting at the same time and so we just want you to know we're glad to have you. Come on, give them a hand. Let's welcome our online folks right now. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Now this is the New Testament. This is not the Old Testament. This is the New Testament. This is after Jesus. So, you know, sometimes when you read the Bible, especially the Old Testament, you have to really look through the lens of Jesus and be like, how does that apply to our generation? How does that apply? Well, when you read the book of Corinthians, it applies directly, okay? It applies to what we call this church age that we live in, the church of Jesus. So it's very simple. You can take it at face value. Do you not know that you're God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. In the Old Testament, when they were to go worship God or be connected physically to God, they would go to, at first it was called a tabernacle. It was like a tent and the Holy of Holies was inside of that the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of the Lord, and and humanity would physically interact with the presence of the Lord in the tabernacle. Then, as Solomon became king, he built an actual 
building called the temple there at the heart of Jerusalem on Mount Moriah. It was a beautiful edifice. The Ark of the Covenant was there. People would come and worship at the temple because the presence of the Lord was in the temple. Then it got destroyed. Then Herod rebuilt it. In Jesus' day, there was a temple there that Herod had built, and uh, it, was, it was very similar to Solomon's temple. But that's where the people interacted with the presence of the Lord. But when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, the Bible says that the curtain inside the Holy of Holies, where the presence of the Lord dwelt, was rent in two, was torn in half. And then the presence of the Lord flooded into the world. And then in Acts, the second chapter, it says that the Holy Ghost fell and that people received it. And what happened is what the scripture is talking about is that now the temple is not a physical building, but now your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit makes himself known, not in a building or an edifice, but in you. Yeah, look at your body. Look at your hands. Come on. Right there. That's important. You are physical. What happens is that our physical body and our spirit and our soul are all connected, very, very intricately connected to each other. And what happens in our body affects our soul and our spirit. And what happens in our soul and spirit affects our body. So today, we're having physical health check. And I'm not really, really focusing in on your BMI or diabetes or, or you know, eating less carbs. Although that would all be great information. I'm not a doctor and I'm not a, a health professional. I'm a pastor. So there is an application. In that, what you're acting out in your physical body actually is intricately connected to your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's your soul and your spirit. And uh, it's, all, it's all connected. So we're going to look at what we're doing in our body to maybe point to something that's broken inside of us. How are we acting out with our flesh? So when we die, our body is what we say dies. That's our flesh. Our body dies we bury it or we cremate it, and our soul and our spirit instantly is in the presence of the Lord or separated from the presence of the Lord forever. If you're in a relationship with Jesus, you're gonna, your soul and your spirit is going to be with Jesus forever and ever and ever. So when we're down here having your funeral, your body is here, but you're not, right? Because there is a separation. Soul and spirit go to be with God. Your body is buried or cremated. Then the Bible says there's going to be a day when Jesus returns and the dead in Christ shall rise. The bodies, the physical bodies that died are going to be regenerated and reconnected with your soul and your spirit. Those of you that have died already. Y'all with me so far? Four people. All right. So everybody else, come on, come on, come on. We'll try to bring you along with me. So Sometimes when we read the Bible and we read about the end times and all that, it's confusing. It's like, why is our body going up if we're already up there? Like what, what? Well, the reason is because Jesus' resurrection from the dead was so powerful, it brought on the great renewal of all things. And so it doesn't just mean that your soul is saved and your spirit is saved, but it means your body will be resurrected and that you'll have body, soul, and spirit in eternity forever. And you'll actually have flesh and bones. And you might say, well, man, I can't even hardly make it to 50 or 60. How am I going to make it forever? Well, it's going to be a glorified body. 
It's going to be a body without diabetes or without cancer or without aches and pains and slip discs and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be your body, like me, it's going to be this body, heavenly, a heavenly body. So I say all that and I read this scripture so that you will know how important our physical body really is. In fact, just, this is just a little side note, but if you don't take care of your body... You're going to die early and you can't fulfill the plan of God for your life on this planet. So that's something that is pretty good to ponder and chew on a little bit. I want you to think about it like this. The very first sin that was ever committed in the earth was when someone ate the wrong food. Think about that for a second. It wasn't that Eve slapped... Uh, Adam or that she killed him or, you know, that happened later. That, all that stuff happens, right? But the very first sin was a violation of the only, the only rule that God gave to Adam and Eve was to not eat a certain type of food. Isn't that bizarre? Don't eat of this food. Now, the apple gets a bad rap. We don't know that it, it was not an apple. Okay, It was just a forbidden fruit. We all say that. It was a type of fruit that they were not supposed to eat. That was the only rule. And so we teach here at Promosan a lot that the technical act of eating the fruit and swallowing that um, fruit was not the sin. The sin was actually when Eve and Adam both doubted what God said. When they doubted what God had said, then it led them to the physical act where their body acted out. Okay, And that's really what I want us to do today in our physical health check is to examine how our body is acting out. And instead of just making behavioral changes and saying, well, I'm not going to eat that forbidden fruit anymore. Or I'm not going to, whatever it is, whatever, we're going to get to all that. Um, Instead, we're going to maybe just, instead of those behavioral type things above the surface of our life, go back in deeper and ask ourselves some questions. And I'm going to ask you three questions right now that's just going to get the ball rolling. Y'all ready for this? I want you to just think about these three questions. What's going on in your heart, your mind, your soul? What's going on in there that causes you to overeat? What's going on in your heart, and your mind, your will, your emotions, your spirit that causes you to overindulge in alcohol or tobacco or drugs or any other substance that we put in our body? What's going on in your heart, your soul, your spirit, deep down inside that causes you to act out in sexually harmful ways. All of these are ways that our body is acting out in order to deal with something in our spirit and our soul. So eating, ingesting, inhaling, whatever substances, acting out sexually, and harmful ways. You say, well, what do you mean sexually? 
harmful ways. I want to read a scripture to you. This is three chapters after the one we just read. 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Run from sexual sin! Exclamation point. No other sin so clearly affects the body. As this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. So when you act out sexually in a way that is not laid out in God's plan, then you are sinning against your own body. And so what is it that God designed sex for? God designed sex. Sex is not just an accident. Sex is not something out of evolution. It was something designed by God for humanity for a specific purpose, that it was to be at the culmination or the consummation of a man and a woman that have been in a journey of courtship for a while, they have slowly began to gain trust with one another. And they spend that time together building that trust, being vulnerable, being risky, taking a chance and saying things that are uncomfortable. Are you still going to like me after I say this? That kind of stuff. And you slowly over time begin to reveal yourself uh, to this other person. And then at some point, there's a proposal and there's an engagement. And then man shall leave father and mother and cling to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the sexual act is designed by God to come after that covenant of a man and a woman saying that this is the way we're going to walk together as whole individuals coming together, becoming one in God. And Jesus says, whatsoever God hath joined together, let no one put asunder. That's the definition of marriage from the Bible. Short little side note, this coming Wednesday, there's going to be a documentary crew here. Um, if you come to church, you might see some camera people here because a Texas State student that is a member of our church is um, a part of a documentary. They're following around seven students at Texas State, and she keeps talking about her faith and keeps talking about promised land and keeps talking about Jesus. And they said, we want to see you go there. So they're going to be here Wednesday night. And if you're like, I don't want to be on TV. Well, we're going to have a section over here where the camera will never shoot, okay? But it would be great for the world to see people worshiping Jesus. So um, they sat me down in my office. They interviewed me in my office and asked me the definition of marriage. And that's exactly why I told them what I just told you. And the problem that we have in 2023 is that people get in a sexual act where they take off their clothes, which is the ultimate transparency, right? The ultimate nakedness and become intimate physically with their body with someone that they don't even know. Well, we've been dating for a couple weeks or we've been dating, you know, whatever. And you really don't understand and know the fullness of that person and you're not in covenant with them. And so that's outside of God's plan for sex. And it's not just exposing yourself physically, but it's also exposing your heart and your spirit and your soul. Some people call this a soul tie. 
where your mind, will, and emotions are connected to that person. And then when you do go into a marriage, either with that person or with someone else, you take with you baggage of past relationships. Every time you made a connection with another person, you take those into your marriage. And then marriage is hard enough on its own, but bringing all these other packages with you to deal with and have to unpack those through your life just makes it harder and harder and harder. That's why God sets up guardrails in our life. It's not because God is up in heaven like, I don't want you to do that just because God's mean or just because God wants to control us. There's guardrails, there's Ten Commandments, there's all these things in the Bible because God knows this is the best way. This is the healthy way. God knows I created sex, I created food, I created plants that have medicinal value For a reason. But what happens is we take something good, sex, food, substances, and we overindulge and we abuse them because our life has become difficult. And we want to block things out. We want to just forget about it. I want to just escape. Um, I just want to get lost in a movie or I just want to get lost in alcohol or just want to get lost in the next relationship or whatever it is. And instead of really pursuing those because they're God's will for our life and they're healthy, we're pursuing them out of unhealth and trying to just make ourselves feel better in the moment. And these things offer a little bit of relief in the moment. But long term, if they're outside of God's plan, they lead to destruction. So that's why the Bible leads us in this way. And that's why we're having physical health check today. We're not taking your blood pressure and all that. I want you to ask yourself those questions. You know, what's happening in my life that I'm eating a certain way or drinking a certain way and, um, you know, involved in, in things that are sexually unhealthy, that are not God's plan. Because I want us to go deeper inside like, most of the time, it's probably subconscious. Unless you just had a really hard day at work and like, I had a hard day, I'm just going to go drink it away. That happens sometimes. But a lot of times, it's just the heaviness. It's just the weight. It's just the pace of life. We just get so fast. Things are happening so fast. And, um, or we just have too much time on our hands, one or the other. And it drives us into these habits. And it's not just... Immoral sexual acts with another person could be pornography. Um, Sometimes it is the way we dress or present ourselves to other people because we want their approval and we want them to accept us. And so we start wearing less and less in order to impress more and more. And I I remember a a guy a few, this is actually a long time ago, when he first started the church, he was like, I got to buy a Mercedes. I was like, really? He's like, I got to because it's the only way that I can get these clients that I'm trying to get is if I drive a Mercedes and get a Rolex. And let me just tell you, I'm not preaching against Mercedes or Rolexes or anything like that. But why are you doing whatever you're doing, right? What is the motive behind it? And if you're wearing less and less clothing... It's probably not because you want more and more vitamin D from the sun, right? It's not like 
hey, I've heard the sun offers a lot of vitamin D. I'm just going to start taking all my clothes off. Probably not that. Everybody say this with me. Modest is the hottest. Come on. (laughs) Can you translate that? Oh. It breaks my heart when I see people that way because I think you're selling out your purity and your holiness and your righteousness to impress some human that is so involved in their own life that they're not even paying attention to you. Look at me, look at me. And I'm not just picking on one type of thing. It's like we all can go outside of the norms and the guidelines and the guardrails that God has put in our life in order to promote ourselves and to get approval of people. Uh, So health check is what we're having today. Start looking at your outward expression, your physical body. How's your physical body interacting with the world, your physical habits and patterns as possibly a marker to something deeper happening in your life. Why don't you take your hands like this and look at your hands, look at your, fle- your legs and your feet and say this to yourself. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Put your hands on your chest like this and say, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? Look at this. You don't belong to yourself. Now, you can be like Adam and Eve and be like, I'm going to go ahead and live by my, I'm going I'm to go ahead and do that. I'm going to go ahead and eat the fruit. I'm going to go ahead and act this way. And you know what God will do? But if you want in with the Lord, there's a surrender. You're like, yeah, I gave you my soul. I gave you my spirit. No, everything, body, soul, spirit, you don't belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Today is not a message that's like, you know, Instantly, you're going to be different. It's really a wake-up call that I want you to be aware. What's happening in my life? What's happening in my body? How am I, how am I acting out in ways that are not scriptural, that are not God's plan? How's my body participating in the sin of the world? And I've, I'm so used to it that it doesn't even affect me anymore. You need people in your life. You need a pastor in your life. You need a church in your life. You need people in your small group or whatever that's going to be waking you up and sobering you up to realize that you can be so addicted to the things of this world and the systems of this world or maybe even something from God like sex and food and all that kind of stuff. Those are from God, but we've made them the God instead of Jesus. 
Honor God with your body. I want to finish with this last text in the book of Ezekiel. This is the Old Testament, but this is a time when the Israelites had fallen away from God, and God was reminding them, hey, remember, remember, remember what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah? Sodom and Gomorrah, this, it was so full of depravity and ugliness that it's hard to read, honestly. If you try to read about Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis, it's so ugly. It's embarrassing. It's so ugly. And, it, and, it, and it's repulsive how bad it was. This is what he says in Ezekiel 16, 49. Look, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, and abundance of idleness. If you ever think, like, how did Sodom become Sodom? How did they get to the place where they were? This is it right here. He's telling us this is how you, they got to that place of depravity. Pride, fullness of food, abundance of idleness, Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. They were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw fit. Isn't it interesting how pride is the buzzword of a movement today in America? Pride. Fullness of food. My family wastes so much food. We are spoiled, rotten. And this idleness, you know, we thought technology was really going to solve the world's issues and help everything. We have so much time on our hands now that we're idle. You know the old saying, the idle mind's the devil's workshop. That's really what it's talking about here, the abundance of idleness. We're so focused on everybody else on social media. Why isn't it? like me? Why is that my life like that? Why are they like that? Why is that person like their marriage is perfect? Their body's perfect. They make all A's at school, you know, whatever it is. It's just like the highlight reel of someone else's life. We look at that. that that's the idleness. It just, we have time to think about that and go through that and, and, and deal with that, that part of human nature. Pride, the fullness of God, and the abundance of health. Here's, here's the question that I want to leave with you today, and we're about to pray and finish this right now. But do you want the presence of the Lord in your life? Do you want to be the temple of the Lord? If you want to be the temple of the Lord where the Holy Spirit flows through you, then it takes a submission. I give you my life. Lord, take me. If there's anything in my life that's not of you. Some of you may be dealing with addictions to things, and you're like, I hate that. I don't want to do that anymore. You do something, and you're like, I, I, I don't want to do that anymore. And then you go several weeks without doing it, and then you do it again. You hate yourself again. It's like, why do I keep doing this over and over again? What's happened is there's been a merging of your mind, will, and emotions, your body, and your spirit. And what has happened is that you're, there was a darkness in your life, and instead of filling that with the presence of the Lord... And the goodness and the holiness of God, you used some sort of substance or experience or you know, sexual experience or food or whatever to deal with that over and over and over. Then when you ate that food 
or smoked that or drank that or had sex or whatever, there's actually a chemical release that happens in your brain of dopamine and your body physiologically begins to be addicted to substances, sexual experiences, all those things. And now we're dealing with a physiological thing that has happened because of a spiritual thing. And we're going to pray for you and we're going to, we're going to help you with counseling and pastoral counseling if you need help with a program, accountability, um, any of that. Maybe even a place to go, a place of refuge, a sanctuary. This house, this church, this family is here to help you no matter what level you're at of any of these things in order to be a temple that the presence of the Lord is at home with. Lord, I want to be a vessel. Would you stand with me right now? Let's pray. Would you, would you pray with me right now? Lord, I want to be a vessel. I want to be a conduit. Lord, I want my life to be a temple of the presence of the Lord, that people could interact with the presence of the Lord through your manifestation in me. Thank you, Lord. Speak to us today, Lord. I pray, bring conviction to us today. Bring holy conviction to us. An awareness, not guilt, not shame, but a holy conviction. That's not right. That part of my life is not right. An awareness, a sober-mindedness, an, awake, an awakening. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that that would just happen throughout this building, everybody watching online. Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we would be aware and awakened to things in our physical body that have begun to reflect not your nature, but the world. I don't want to reflect the world, my physical body. Lord, I want to be a vessel. I want to be your temple. God, I pray right now for courage, that once we have that awareness, we can begin to take steps that we don't just cower in fear, but Lord, that we take the risk of being accountable and we confess our sin to one another that we may be healed. That's what your word says. Confessing our sin, finding a person of trustworthy nature, finding a pastor, finding a counselor, finding a, a prayer partner, finding someone in my small group. Lord, I pray that they would have the courage to step out in faith and say, I need help. I need help. I need a friend. I need a prayer warrior. I need somebody in my life. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that that is what's going to happen all across the, the family of God, all across Promise Land, that we're going to just have those conversations and step into those um, processes, Lord, that we would see the goodness, see the freedom, see the deliverance off, the, off of the hand of darkness that, that is in so many people's lives. Lord, I just pray for freedom to come from side to side, front to back, God, top to bottom. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget we want to connect with you. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching Promised Land San Marcos, on Instagram at PSM Church, or on our website, psmchurch.com. Thanks again for listening to the Promised Land at Home podcast.